Hello and welcome to the Jim Baker Family Show. Coming to you from the village of Morningside, USA, snuggled in the beautiful Ozark Mountains. Today, our special guest is evangelist Todd Coconado. Our co-hosts today are Marcella Woodall and Mondo De La Vega. And I'm Ricky Baker. And now, live from Gray Street at Morningside, USA, here are your hosts and my parents, Pastors Jim and Lori Baker. Right. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to our family show. And Lori, say hello, would you please? <laughs> well, hello, everybody. It's great to have you with us. You don't want to miss one minute of today's broadcast. You're going to love it with our special guest, Pastor Todd. We're calling it the Baker Family Show now. You are the mother of us all. You should... Not of you. <laughs> no, but of all, the, you. all these kids. <laughs> you just act like it sometimes. Oh, <laughs> I don't but you, you have raised a lot of kids. Yes. Mm. Honored. Blessed. That, you, you've got to write that book you've been working on because that's the most amazing story yeah. of how we, you and I got married and ended up with a house full of kids. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, the other day, um, we celebrated Mila and Mateo's 13th birthday. Yeah. Our, first teenagers. our first teenagers <laughs> in our family. And so all the kids were at the, in our backyard outside, and they were doing the pinata thing. And, and for one moment, it was just us two just standing there looking at all of you, all of our kids and all the grandkids. And I go, Jim, look at this. Can you imagine 25 years ago right now we were just meeting thinking well you know both of our second marriages and we're just going to go live our life together alone <laughs> somewhere evangelize do whatever god wants us to do and you next know, thing i go no 25 years later all these kids and all these grandkids and just amazing what yeah, god it, will do yeah. there's it. somebody out there they think life is over right yeah but you and i both crashed and burned i guess yeah. you might say yeah. And God brought us together at the Dream Center, actually. We, mm -hmm. And uh, we got married. And I never dreamt, actually, when I asked you to marry me, I never dreamt you were going to bring a house full of kids well, with you. I kind of <laughs> forgot to tell him this one part what the, was that I had she a forgot. family. <laughs> I said, okay, when I was going to introduce him to my father in Phoenix, and we met and married in seven weeks. And if you don't know my story, you can get it. You can get my book and get it. But... Um, so when we, so, you know, we're trying, of course, you know who Jim Baker is, you know, to a point. I kind of didn't, but, you know, I was, but I didn't know everything about him. So you're getting to know each other. Now I'm having to tell him all about me. And then, and then he's going to go ask him. It's so sweet, everybody. Oh, someday I'll tell you the whole story and do a show about it. Someone should interview me. But Jim was so sweet. Here, he was 58 years old. I was 40. And um, he. We've been married 25 years. Yes. And about, yeah. we have all these kids. And we have about 15 grandchildren. Right. And what a time. And we just had them all at our house for the birthday party for the twins, right, Mondo? Yes, we did. 13 years old, Mila and Mateo. And I, I, I can't believe it. I, yeah. Just a few days ago, it seems like we were at the NICU. Yep. Visiting them and holding them yes. and doing kangaroo holding, trying to get them Tiny to stay alive. Babies. I mean, it was um, unbelievable. And then to watch them with, all the rest of the kids, yeah, they're the old ones now. Yeah, they are. <laughs> you know, you see Jackson and Natalie and Luca. And the, I mean, everybody there. And it was just an amazing time. But it shows you the blessing of God 
when you say yes yeah. to uh, them. Yeah. Because if your life gets boring, get you some kids. That's right. <laughs> Come on, somebody. That'll preach. Get you some kids. That's you become good. a professional ATM. Yeah. You become <laughs> a professional Uber Ray, driver. Ricky, you, you, you came to our house when you were four years old. Yes, sir. And I, I want to say you were the cutest, sweetest boy I've ever seen. He was. And, he, he, and he, he was, I believe God gave you to me I believe is so my well. son. And, I, and it's just amazing that you're here with me now on the show helping run this thing. And, and you're a great preacher, and you got yeah. so much to give. And I never dreamt when you were four years old what God would do. Yeah. But God is a God of new beginnings. Yes, God is, is a God of restoration. Yes, yes, is. God is a God, when you think it's over, it's not over. Amen. That's right. Amen. Right? Yes. Absolutely. Amen. And so we're happy to have with us today our special guest, Pastor uh, Todd, my Italian <laughs> friend. Yes, sir. And uh, you're an ordained minister. <laughs> you're an evangelist. And uh, you've had a lot of experiences. And, and you've written a book that I pray that everybody's going to read mm. yeah. because it is the book for everyone today. And it's, you were made for such a time as this come Amen. out from among them. And this is such good information. You can get it by going to our website. It'll come right from the publisher. Yes. Charisma house will ship this book right to your house. Guaranteed to come in just a few days. And uh, you, you talk about a lot of things in this book. Yeah. And one of my favorite subjects in the book is, is you talk about Esther. Mm. How did you put Esther in your book? Well, it's, it's the calling that was on Esther's life. And you think about what she did and, and, and what she was able to accomplish. You know, there's a lot of people that argue me that women can't do ministry and things like that. I would say, well, look at Esther. You know, how, how are you going to say that? You know, the, the, the Baptist church just split over that. Yes. Have you noticed that? Have you I read did. About that? I did. I'm seeing what's going on. Yeah, with the Saddleback and, you know, the whole. Mm -hmm. the, this, you know, if you, if you think about it, why would God handcuff half the body of Christ? Right. You know, and you think about Priscilla and Aquila and you think right. about all these different uh, scriptures that that would you know Esther is a prime example of a woman that was called for right. such a time as this and look what ended up happening and yeah. you know the, the many are the plans of the wicked and this hour is the same thing but I believe these wicked people are going to hang on their own gallows right. know, they're they're setting in, themselves That's up right. right now don't touch the church don't mess with the church That's the body right. of Christ you know listen even if something were to happen in the United States of America which I, I pray and hope it never does the church is going to still remain. The and church right. is going to be here until the Lord calls us yes. home. That's and it. so that's the thing. We're part of the body. We're part of the body of Christ. Yes. And think about how amazing that is. And, you know, it, so there's modern day Esther's that are being risen up right yes. now. Right. Yes. I believe that right now that are watching this program, that God has put a fire in your heart, a strategy, a mission that you're meant to accomplish yes. for a time as this. Is that why the, the left and the people hate the Bible and hate God that they're so afraid of the church. Yeah. I, I think it's because many of us won't give up. That's right. That's right. Think about who are the people that were pushing back during COVID? Who were, who were the people? It was those that were empowered by the Holy spirit that had an unction that knew something is wrong. Something is not right. This is not what they're saying, you know, and, and that's because we have discernment. 
Thank right. God. Thank God yes. for discernment. And we need more discernment yes. in the body of Christ. Yes. You know, right now as a Christian, that's one of the most important things is that we pray for discernment because there's so much wickedness. There's so much deception. But if you think about it, who were the people that ended up standing? It was pastors. It was people of God that God was calling. I mean, I've, I've been to a lot of these patriot rallies. And I'll tell you, there's more Holy Spirit in some of the patriot rallies than some churches in America. I hate to say it because you know what? People are, it's the remnant that is coming together from all different walks of life. I know people that have barbershops that have got anointed from God and that are out there preaching. Yes. I know people that are mechanics that are having, you know, men's Bible studies. They close down their shop and they have a Bible study. Coffee shops, you know, yes. same thing. It, God is calling people in this hour to say something, to do something, to show up. We've got to be a people of action. The Bible says faith without works is dead. We've got to be a people of action. Amen. And that's what's happening right now. Wow. Have, do you think the church is a little bit afraid since... Uh, January 6th, do you think that makes them a little bit afraid to, because I, I know I'm watching the people, I'm watching them on TV, watching the, I think the church people are about to march. Mm, yes. And I, they are afraid because the people that love God will die for him. That's right. And that's the ones the political people are afraid of. That's right. If you've had an encounter with God and you know that you know that you know, and you're saying yes to the calling, and yeah. the Holy Spirit is saying, do this, you're going to do it. You know, a lot of people use Romans 13 during the pandemic, and they say, well, pastor, we've got to obey, we've got to obey. And yes, of course, I'm not saying go out and be an anarchist or anything like right. that. But the deal is, is that if something, you, you know, comes against Scripture, That's right. then it's the Scripture that we have to obey, not the government. If the government right. told us to disobey Scripture, I'm going to disobey the government, you know? And that's what they know, is that somebody that is a true Christian that is a true believer is going to take that righteous stand. And that's what God is looking for in this hour is people that aren't afraid. Look at what the people in Canada did, yeah. you know, with the truckers right. and, and different people that have raised up around the world. You had the yellow vest movement, you yes. know, some of these movements. And they don't want you to see these movements on the, on the television. They, you notice the media barely covers it. But we've seen it on social media and we've seen people sharing these things. But there are, there are uprisings that have happened all around the world. There, there is a great awakening that's yes. happening where people are waking up from their slumber, thank you, Jesus, yes. and yes. saying, it's high time yes. we get involved. Yes. It's high yes. time we push back. And yes. that's what we've got to do. That's what we've got to do. I was put in prison because they were afraid that I would help elect Pat, Pat Robertson as president because they thought we'd get together and I'd helped elect Ronald Reagan as president. Right. And uh, I got the great Christian leaders to, to stand with Ronald Reagan and all. And really, the church people elected Ronald Reagan right. as president. Yes. And see, we, when, when we do those kind of things, we get into what they think is their territory. And so they want to destroy. The, the church has power. Yes. yes. Amen. The church, to, you know, all the church people together have power. And the enemy wants to weaken that power. Yes, that's right. They're using psychological warfare operations. They're using predictive programming. I know I come from Hollywood. 
You know, so I have a unique under the covers look at what they were doing in Hollywood. I think the Lord allowed me. I was yeah. a child actor from the seven to 16 years old. Mm. And I saw what was going on in the inner workings of Hollywood. So many years ago, the Lord connected the dots and he showed me there was a plumb line from Hollywood to government. That's how I started getting involved in researching government and understanding some of the things like Operation Mockingbird. You know, this right. was a, uh, an absolute yeah. fact that the CIA and that the intel community had operatives that were pushing uh, agendas within the media. So, you know, it should be no surprise. Just look up the church commission, you know, and you'll see these things. These things are still happening today. So when you have an influential Christian leader that has a lot of people following them and they're speaking truth, you're flying over the target. There's going to be flack and they come after. I want people to understand it's a risk, but it's a risk that we must take. And we must stand for righteousness and speak the truth. It's the truth that sets the captive free. So this is why... They're now targeting. I mean, think about it. There's articles. Newsweek did an article about me. I mean, recently, you know, there's all these. Why are they writing articles about evangelists and pastors? You know, there's so many other things. But the reason is, is because they know the influence and they know the truth that we're speaking. And this is why we have to understand it's a light versus darkness battle that we're in. That's what's going on. That's exactly Mm. right. Mm. There's so much going on. You have had an experience in your life where you almost died. That's right. You were attacked. Do you want to tell that story? I do. I'll give you the short version because I could take up the whole show with it. But here's what happened. I was messed up. I was in the world. I was partying. I was in young Hollywood. I was hanging out with people that you would know, household names. You know, I uh, was living the life according to the world. I was successful. I had a condo that was beautiful in Beverly Hills. I had all these different things, you know. And what happened was um, I, I was on a retreat with my parents, they, they convinced me to go to Honolulu to this four square convention. And so they said, look, it's a free trip to Hawaii. All you got to do is, you know, come with us and go to one meeting and that's it. So, you know, I'm not going to say no to a free trip to Hawaii. I was living <laughs> with my girlfriend at the time. I was, you know, smoking marijuana. I was partying. Uh, but you know what? I went with them. I went with them to Hawaii. And so I go to this meeting and there's a pastor that was speaking. Wayne Cadero was speaking at the Foursquare Convention. And what happened was uh, the spirit of the Lord was in that meeting and I was sweating and I, I felt, you know, like lightning bolt was going <laughs> to hit me, you know. So I walked outside into this Descanso Garden, this beautiful Honolulu Convention Center. And it was it was like, you know, a beam of light was like shining. I mean, it was such a powerful moment. And I got on my knees and I repented. And I knew that the Lord was getting a hold of my life. So instead of going to one meeting, I went to every meeting on that trip. I had pastors pouring into me. Wow. You know, I had people giving me words. I actually reconciled with my father because my father was a really macho Italian man and, you know, kind of abusive at times. But God bless him. We, we reconciled. And he ended up getting a hold of the Lord later on, too. You know, but uh, I get home. I tell my girlfriend, I said, you know what? Uh, I got saved in Hawaii. And. Uh, you know, she said, well, what does that mean? I said, well, first of all, I don't think we could live together anymore. Uh, you know, so we ended up uh, not living together after that. She, she stayed there for a minute. I went home with my parents. Now, here, I got to explain this. I went from A-list celebrity parties, and, and I'm not saying this to Brad. This is just yeah. the reality, yeah. to living home back with my parents. You know, I was making probably $5,000 every time I'd go on a television show mm-hmm. to making minimum wage. I got a job at, at Macy's, you know, in the men's department. I mean, it was very humbling. And so there was a two-year period where I was trying to find my identity in church. And I will tell you, I sat in the foyer of churches, and the only people that would say hello to me were the greeters. Mm. And so I I can understand, when you come out of the world, Mondo understands this, you come out of the world, and you're coming into the church, you know, you're in a total foreign 
area. And, you know, and I didn't like them and they didn't like me. I felt totally awkward. And, you know, here I went, you know, I was wearing my club clothes still. I didn't know how to dress. Everybody was in suits and ties and looking, you know. So I was very out of place. And so after two years, this is what happens, okay? I couldn't find, a, there was one man that was pouring into my life. Thank God for him. He's now with the Lord. But, you know, he was somebody that took an interest in me and discipled me. That's why discipleship is so yeah. important. Yes. But one night I got weak and I said, you know what? I'm going to go hang out with my old school friends. I'm going to go. You know, and I was at the gym and I left and I went over there to this apartment in Granada Hills and there was a man that was on some type of drugs, or alcohol, totally out of his mind. I open this, the door opens and he flies out. I don't even have a second to even think about what's going on. He has a kitchen knife this big. And the first thing that happens is he stabs me in the heart. Mm. And, and so I'm trying to fight because I went to LA Unified School District and <laughs> been in my share of fights. Okay? Sure. But, you know, I'm trying to fight him. But every time I'm going like this, so I have oh. like stabs all over my body. It ended up being nine stab wounds. And so here's what happens. I go to the ground and I have a sweatshirt on. I pull up my sweatshirt. I look at the guy and I say, bro, you're killing me. And I think there was something, even though he was out of his mind at the time, he, he sobered up. He realized he was going to be a murderer. So here's what happens. The guy that stabbed me ends up picking me up and putting me in my vehicle and driving me very crazily down the street. And we say, I said, go to Granada Hills Hospital. This hospital was about to close. It was in mothballs. It has skeleton staff. The next hospital was Northridge Hospital. If I would have gone there, it would have been too far. I was losing so much blood. Sure. So here I am wow. in the car. He brings the, the girl that he's with with him. So she's in shotgun. He's driving. I'm in the mid-seat, you know, in the SUV. And, you know, losing all this blood. Uh. I'm looking. I'm like, what is going on? And, and what happens is I start getting tunnel vision. Now, I recently talked to Lee Strobel, and he said he did a Case for Heaven, uh, yeah. the book that he did. Yeah. And he said this, this story is actually one that he's heard several times. And so I, I, I went into like a white, I couldn't explain it. It was like it went tunnel vision, then white. Uh -huh. And I knew I was in the presence of God. Mm. And I heard an audible voice. And the voice said, do you want to live or do you want to die? Mm. Well, what are you going to say when somebody asks you, I want to live. You know, God is asking me, do I want to live or die? I want to live. He says, well, if you live, you got to do two things. You got to be sold out for me. And you got to tell people that I'm real. Yeah. Okay. And that was it. And I, and so it was like Isaiah chapter six, you're in the presence <laughs> of the Lord. You're undone. Yeah. What do you, what do you oh, say to God? Like, yeah. yes, I want to yes, live. Yeah. <laughs> I said, yes. And so literally what happened was the, the second that I said, yes, I went from being in the car to being in the ICU, the emergency room. And the woman looks down at me and she says, you should not be alive. She says, it's a miracle that you're alive. We had somebody that was stabbed two times and they died. You were stabbed nine times and you lived. And I knew it was a miracle. Wow. I knew the Lord had mm. spared my life. And so uh, you would think that would be it. But remember, I was in Hollywood. I was a Hollywood actor. And so the thing is, is that I was used to everything's aesthetics in Hollywood. It's how you look, you know, you look good for the part. You don't you know, so you got to work out and you got to look a certain way. Now I got keloid scars all over me. You know, I got stabbed with so I'm looking in the mirror. So I said, God, I was in Hollywood. I was partying. You know, I lived successful according to the world and nothing happened to me. And then I come and I become a Christian. I have no friends. I'm two years. I'm like sitting in the foyer. No one will even say hello to me. Mm. And, then, and, then, and then I get stabbed. And, 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 and now I'm making minimum wage. I'm stabbed. I'm all messed up. You know, so I started getting angry. You know, and I, I think of the, the apostles and, and, you know, those that were right around Jesus. Yeah. And to think about how Peter denied the Lord. And even after he saw all the miracles. And, you know, it, it, you kind of forget these things. But, you know, even wow. though I had God had spared my life, I was angry. I was bitter. So I go back to work at the Macy's in Burbank. Okay, I'm in the men's department. You're at the Macy's, Macy's. in Burbank? Oh, that's, that's where we shop all the time. 
Yeah, yeah. Goodness, so you know the place, the men's department well. downstairs. <laughs> so you know about this. The Macy's, the Macy's in Burbank and yes. Glendale. No, right, the right, highest, yeah. highest penetrated Armenian population. Yes. Other yeah. than Armenia. That's know right. So, and one thing about a lot of Armenians is they're believers. That's so right. I'm sitting here with a bunch of sweet little Armenian women in the in the men's department. I'm working there. Okay. And this woman comes down, okay, who literally, I mean, she's like the typical, like, old-school Pentecostal woman with a hat, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Comes down, she says, the Lord showed me your face. I was in the woman's department, and he said, come down and give you a word. Mm. Now, I'm not in a church. I'm in Burbank Macy's men's department, okay? <laughs> yes. So you got to understand. And, and, and this woman says, don't let bitterness grow root in your heart. She says, oh. the Lord has a plan for your life. You're going to soar with winds of eagles. You have a calling. You have oh. ministry. Starts prophesying me. So all the little Armenian women are, are tearing <laughs> up. We're all tearing up, you know, because we're like, but see, here's how the enemy works. I think, oh, my mom sent this woman here. Oh. You know, this is a setup, you know, come on, right? So here's the thing. So uh, two days later, I'm in um, on Ventura Boulevard in a coffee shop, Okay. And I'm sitting at this coffee shop, and all of a sudden, this guy gets up that was sitting there, and he says, excuse me. He says, I just feel like God wanted me to give you a word. Mm. So I'm like, okay, what? You know, <laughs> so what's the word? You know, he says, you're going to soar with wings. It'd be almost the identical wow. word yeah. that this woman mm. gave. I mean, wow. so verbatim that it was scary. So now I'm like, okay. What's going on? You know, so God's kind of got my attention. But I'm still a thick-headed Italian, okay? So <laughs> you would think that this would be enough. I got stabbed. I went in the presence of God. I, you know, the Lord spoke to me. I had people giving me words. But here I go again. I go to 24-Hour Fitness in Northridge, California. I'm trying so hard to get back into the gym. I'm literally lifting, like, the, the girliest weight possible <laughs> because I'm just healing from this. You know, I used to weight, the, you know, these big ones. And all of a sudden, it's like this, you know, so I'm feeling really annoyed by this. And anyway, this big tatted guy, okay, the last person that you would ever think, I'm looking at him, he's all sleeved up and tatted, big buff guy, turns around, I kid you not, and this guy says, the Lord has a word for you. He says, you're going to soar with wings of eagles. And it literally the same wow. word, God. almost identical to the other two. I mean, there was a couple of little different it. things, but for the most part, it was the same message. Mm -hmm. Well, this, this rocked me because at this point, it's like, okay, obviously something is happening, you know, and, and so what did I do? I darted out, went to the parking lot and just started weeping. Mm. And I said, Lord, obviously, you know, you, you're real. Yeah. Obviously, you want me to, to serve you, and I give you my life, and I give you my heart. So what do you do after that? You know, I, I enrolled in the King's College and Seminary with Dr. Mm. Hayford. And, wow. Uh, you know, the next thing I know, um, he's taking me under his wing and letting me lead worship there at the seminary. And, Amazing. You know, it was just the favor of the Lord, you know. But it, wow. it, the Lord really took me from glory to glory in that situation and, 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 and showed me the direction and, and everything that those people prophesied has happened, by the way. Wow. So. Yes. Wow. Amen. God wow. picked you out of one life and began a new life. Yes. 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 And a lot of people, you know, we, sometimes we go through things, and the Lord deals with me about this, that sometimes a detour, you think, well, I'm on a detour. I, this is not what I planned. But God may have you on a course correction. Mm -hmm. Yes. Do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, yes. I understand it. Absolutely. And God was trying to get you on a course That's correction. Right. And, and you're a little tough to, to get through to because God had to keep talking to you. Yes. But you finally said, yes, Lord. That's right. And God, here God took you from one life. And today you're preaching the gospel. And uh, this book that you've written 
is honestly, I read I read a book almost every day. Wow. Sometimes I read two or three a week, mm-hmm. and this book is one of the best I've ever read. Wow, it's I excellent. want people wow. to read it because it's it, it will it just will give you the word that you need. And I really believe you were anointed to write this book. Yeah, I really believe the Lord gave me this message for this time. Uh, it, it's no mistake that he's putting this strategy on the heart of those yes. who have ears to hear and eyes to see. And the strategy is we've got to come out of this Babylon system. Yeah, yes. you know, we see the wickedness around right. us. Okay, say what, what is the Babylon system? Yeah. People don't even... There's a lot of people who don't even understand where Babylon is or what it is. Yeah, well, it's, it's the same as ancient Babylon. It's, it's the same spirit. It's an antichrist spirit that is trying to go against. You mentioned the it's Bible. It's in our world. It's in our world. It's in everything. I mean, I go down the, the child toys aisle of, of most stores trying to find a toy for my daughter. The wicked toys yeah. that are there. Think about the streaming platforms, like uh. some of these streaming platforms. You look through these shows, almost every other one is a witch, a, a demon, right. a, a devil. I mean, Lucifer. I mean, it's mm. so blatant in our face. And the fa- I mean, there's the Super Bowl halftime show, uh, uh, the Grammys. Uh, you know, you got Sam Smith sitting there with devil. Yeah. It's so blatant and in our face, but it yet is. there's still a lot of believers that say, oh, that's conspiracy, you know, or, you know, don't get it. I mean, how can we not see it? It's so black and white. And so God is calling his church to come out of this, to be set apart. We've got to be Nazarites. We've got to be set apart from this system and and understand that's where the anointing comes from. It comes from us coming out from among the system of Babylon and calling a spade a spade. This stuff is demonic. What they're doing with the young people, what they're coming after the kids with the curriculum Mm. and all this stuff that they're doing. This is a demonic assignment of hell, but the church has the authority to stop it. We have the authority to to, to push back on it. We need to do it. Yes. Amen. Wow. You have a, a chapter in your book. You mentioned that God has given you key words to help you restore, to help all of us restore our foundations, which God gave to you. Yeah. Can you give some of those key words? What, what, the, the blood so help of Jesus, us? the cross of Calvary, Amen. repentance of sin, Amen. Uh, turning away from these things, you know, understanding that what the Lord is asking of us. You know, why did the church stop talking about the blood? Right. The blood of Jesus. Exactly. You know, we, we overcome by the blood of the yeah. Lamb, by and the right. word of our testimony. Yeah. That's yeah. why we're given yes. our testimony. Yeah. Because yeah. They started called. taking the blood out, I don't know, 20, 30, 30 years ago probably. Yeah. yeah. And they just mm-hmm. said, we don't want a bloody religion. But without the blood, that's right. there's power in the blood of Jesus. And that's where the power is. Yes. I'm playing at our church the old hymnals. Yes. You know, and people get We've annoyed been, yeah. sometimes. They say, why are you playing the old hymnals? You know why? Because they're anointed. They are they're anointed. Not, you know why? They're talking about the blood. They're talking yes. about the cross. They're yes. talking about... See, a lot of the songs we have today, they're, they're like vertical. They're not... They're, you know, they're, they're, they're horizontal. They're, they're not vertical. vertical. They're, you know, we right. need to be talking about what's empowering us as okay. believers. We need to be giving the Lord praise and worship. Yeah. not talking about, you know, just us and what yeah. we're doing. And, you know, that's yeah. what a lot of the songs are today, you know. And so well, that's why there's an anointing because they're talking about what, what brings the anointing is right. when we get cleansed by the blood of the yes. Lamb. Yes. You know, we need to talk yeah. about it. It's not bloody in a bad way. It's bloody in a good way. Yes. You know, Don't that's worry right. about offending people with the blood. The blood is what saves you that's from right. it's the cross of jesus christ where his blood was shed 
that you can have eternal life. Yes. Amen? Amen. Yes. And I'll tell you what, it's the blood, the blood, the blood. The blood will never Amen. lose it's, its power. power. Amen. Come on. Amen. Well, you have another chapter on the anointing, which is the anointing and why do you, you know, what, why do you advise us all to believers to, should, should a believer guard the anointing as well as, I mean, as, just people that aren't preachers, do they, Everybody. do they have an anointing? When we receive Jesus, we get the Holy Spirit. When we get the Holy Spirit, we start walking in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. We have an unction, or the Holy Spirit gives us understanding and wisdom that we would otherwise not have. But here's the thing. When we don't consecrate ourselves, when we allow open doors in our life, it's the enemy will use those open mm -hmm. doors to come against us, to accuse us, to attack us, to, to come in our family, in our home. And this is another problem is that there's a lot of us. And look, I, I'm not here to condemn or judge anybody. Look, those who are in Christ Jesus, there's therefore no condemnation. Right? But here's the deal. We have to understand if we allow open doors in our home, that's going to come and get us. The wages of sin or death. And that's an open door for the enemy. And so we've got to guard the anointing. You know, yes. a lot of people think Christianity is a bunch of rules. It's not. What it is, is it's God saying, look, if you do this, you'll be set up for success. If you do this, you'll, you'll have abundance in your life. You'll have blessing. Not that you're not going to have warfare, but I'm going to be with you until the end of the age. That's right. And look at what we're dealing with, the principalities in this hour and, and all the different wickedness. And what is it that breaks the yoke of bondage? It's yeah. the anointing. That's it. That's why we've got to guard yeah. the anointing. We and so that's to. why God said, be consecrated. Be ye holy, for I am holy. He wants us to be set apart so that we walk in the fullness. He's a good father. Yes. And so he wants to give us the entirety of what he has. But because he's a good father, he's patient, and he's, he'll wait on us until we're all in. And so I feel like there's been a lot of believers that have been like, I call it level one Christianity where it's like, yes, you're saved. If you were to die, you'd be, your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. But are you really walking in the fullness of what God has? Right. Yeah. When we step into the fullness, when we go into the deep end and we get all in, this is when the, the real stuff happens, it's okay? True. God has brought me before people that I would never, ever have been uh, around because of the anointing. That's right. You know, I mean, look, we're yes. all here today. I yeah. mean, this yeah. is, the, honestly, it's just following the anointing. It is. How did the Lord connect us? Why right. are we all friends now? You know, yeah. God, you know, and this is what, it's available to you. I'm no better than anybody watching this program. All I'm saying is we got to go all in. This is an hour to go all in, to yes. get in the deep end. That's what I believe the Lord is saying right mm -hmm. now. I think it's so amazing how God's been so patient. I was just sharing with, with Jessica in the back it, 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 just a minute ago. I said, you know, Jessica, the Lord just reminded me about my entire life. I've been sharing a little bit more with Jim. Even though we've been married 25 years, some things he still doesn't know. He goes, well, you're a mystery woman to me. You know, <laughs> I'm like, there's some things I just don't want to rehearse and go back into and talk about in detail. But the Lord was reminding me in that. And I, I, I thought, what is, why all these years since, since I was in the womb that I was called by God and yet he was so patient mm. with me until I was all in at right. 31 years old. You just said it. He's patient with us yes. until we are all in and we surrender completely. Yes. I mean, that's, thank you for saying that. Yeah, be because you, you write in your book that we should not be offended by correction. Mm. You remember that? Absolutely. This is oh, key. And, and instruction. Yeah, this is key. key. It's especially from... The, our elders and uh, there's so many people in the church there's so much offense people get offended over everything that's right I, I i mean 
they'll tear up a church because they're offended over something. That's right. Mm -hmm. And could you talk about offense? Yes. How to take correction? Well, we have to be teachable. We yes. have to be tethered to the body. There's a lot of people that are, I call them lone wolves. You know, they're not, they're not teachable. They're not, they don't have accountability in their life. They don't have mentor. That's what's kept, if, if people want to know what's the, they say, what's the secret sauce, Pastor Todd? Here's the deal. You got to be accountable. That's yeah. it. Accountability. Because we're all, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Right. And we got to die to our flesh daily. And I'm going to tell you right now, if I say something wrong on a program or a sermon, I'm going to get a phone call. <laughs> Mondo might even call me up. You know what I'm saying? I mean, somebody's going to I'm going to get multiple calls and they're going to say, hey, Brother Todd, we love you, but here's the deal. You know, you said something that was incorrect. Or you said, and I have to be teachable. I'm only human. I don't know everything, but the thing is I'm doing my best. Yeah. And right. I think this is the problem is that some people in the ministry ha- feel like they, they, you know, they're beyond correction. And this mm-hmm. is very dangerous. It's a yeah. very, if anybody who's a Christian thinks that they've made it, I think that's a dangerous moment. In yeah. fact, Pastor Jack used to say that. If you, if you think you've made it, that's probably the most dangerous moment you've ever had because we always have to be teachable mm. until the day that we die. We've always got to be that servant and the, the, the open to correction and accountable. That is the key. That yeah. is key. It really, yeah. you know, I'll never forget when I first really surrendered my life to the Lord. I was in my singles Sunday school class at Phoenix First Assembly. Pastor Jack Wallace, when I say single Sunday school class, I'm talking like 300 people. <laughs> and, um, you know, and, but he used to teach us this term. Fat. He said, you want to be fat. And I'm like, well, I don't want to be fat. But, you know, but no, that means faithful, available, and teachable. Come on. Yes. Mm. Yeah, this is, there's always something to learn. I mean, the Bible is living. Every time we get into it, the Lord is, is showing us new things. I mean, faith comes from hearing, hearing the word of God. And I think this is why there's such an assault on the scripture, on the Bible in this hour, is because the enemy doesn't want us to have the, the, the tenacity, the, right. you know, the stick-to-itiveness, and the understanding. If we want to know who God is, get into his word. Yes. You know, that's the Amen. key. And so if, 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 you know, there's a lot of aberrations in the body right now, I believe, where people are kind of uh, skewing into different areas. And there's nothing wrong. People operate in different callings. But when sure. you make something else the main thing, this is the problem because we can't. We've got to stick to the actual main thing. What is the main thing? It's knowing the word and it's making disciples and it's going out and it's preaching the good news of Jesus Christ. Yeah. We can't get into one of these different silos. This is what's happening, I think, with a lot of the internet because there's people that have raised themselves up that are building their own kingdoms that are not accountable, that are not teachable, and uh, they've been able to amass large followings. But the problem is, is that they're saying, you have to listen to me in order to know the scripture. You've got to mm-hmm. listen to what I say. No, 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 no. We've got it. Faith comes from hearing the word. And the Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. So we've got to learn how to hear the voice of God ourselves. It's very important. I'm not saying that I don't get words from, you know, people that are anointed that I trust in my life or, you know, and it confirms, it bears witness in my spirit and it's in accordance to the word of God. That's fine. I believe in prophecy. But I think it's very important that we as believers also know how to hear from the Holy Spirit. Amen. You talk about discipline and I'm concerned that, you know, I mean, here's a big news story about the decline of Christianity. And I believe the decline of Christianity is because, honestly, lack of discipline is one of the keys. Right. Because they don't want to listen. Right. You know, even children. And you'll say, I don't think you should go see that movie. That's bad. Or you shouldn't go. You know, and they say, I'm going to do what I want to do. And church people are going their own way. Yes. 
And that is that is really, really one of the sad, sad problems, don't you think? I do. You know, I, I was raised in a period of time, and I know everybody up here understands what I'm saying, where there would be rebukes that are issued when when necessary. It wasn't to draw attention. It wasn't to look at me. It was because it was it was needed. And we're in an hour now where people have such thin skin that they think a rebuke is an attack. I'm, they're attacking me. No, it, a rebuke is actually love. Yeah, if you're, yes. it, it, it's yeah. somebody like if Pastor Jim were to call me and say, hey, I have you know something that the Lord put on my heart and he issues a rebuke, I'm going to respect and honor that and say, you know what, thank you for loving me enough to take the time to pour into me. But this is the problem, is, is, and then the discipline is right along with that. You know, people say, I have attention span disorder, and I can't read the scripture. Well, we don't have any excuse today. You can, you can go on a, a right. streaming site and listen to the Bible. You, there's right. audio right. versions. There's no excuse. The, the, that's just lies from the pit of hell. It really is. You know, and people say, well, I don't understand the Bible. There's so many commentaries and explanations. You can get into the Strong's and Corinth and just so many different things that will explain the scripture. But the key is... Any excuse is just us basically saying we really don't want to know God. Let's be real. Yeah. Can we That's be right. real? Yeah, because, let's be real. You know, right. if you really <laughs> don't want to get in the scripture, that means you really don't want to know the heart of God. That's you right. really don't. And if you do want to know God, you're going to take the time to know the scripture. It's not just on Sunday. It's not just midweek service. That's Every right. day we should be in the Bible. We should have an active Amen. prayer life. Yeah. We've got to have an active prayer yes. life. Amen. And it's not just us asking God for what oh. we want. It's inquiring of the Holy Spirit and saying, what do you want me to do today? Exactly. What can I do today? So this good. is what's going to empower us as believers. And, you know, people say, well, Pastor Todd, you know, the Bible's just boring. If you think it's boring, you're not getting it. You're not reading it. You're not understanding it. Yeah. Because I haven't been bored one day as a Christian. I'm going to tell you, I'm living an me adventurous either. life. Me you too. Know? I'm totally with you, Pastor Todd. Oh, my goodness. Not one day is boring. Not, not one, one day. day. No. Oh, I'll wow. tell you, this book is so powerful. And you're dealing with discipleship. I love it. Mondo, can, it. I, can I embarrass you a little bit? Always. Because Mondo <laughs> is a, has been a disciple, and he's been with me for 25 years. Yes. And Lori and I met you at the same time, basically, at in the ghetto. And you, you had been in, a, in the ghetto world for a long time. Mm -hmm. And you had probably taken drugs and done a, a lot of stuff, right? Absolutely. And uh, so... You became my son in a way, and uh, I would say, "Don't do this or do that." <laughs> and there was times when you would, you you would, you know, over the years, yeah. there'd be times when you get in trouble. One time, you I, you end up in jail. Mm -hmm. I think grandmother got him out. Mm -hmm. Mom went and bailed I would have done it. But Three I in the morning. <laughs> but no, but, but forgive me for. But you ha you learned discipline. You learn to be a disciple. You learn to, and today you are truly one of the great young preachers Amen. of the day. Amen. I mean that. Amen. I say that. We're so proud of you. Yeah. But you paid the price. Yeah. And and you you married a beautiful woman, and you got two of the most disciplined children I've ever Amazing. met, and they're teenagers. They turned thirteen, and uh, they're they're amazing. But you decided to follow Jesus. Yeah. Absolutely. I think the key word that the two of you said was surrender. Yeah. In the development stages of your life, you learn the process of how to surrender. And it's okay to surrender because sometimes the hardest thing is to surrender to your own ego. That was my challenge. 
It's surrendering to my own ego, surrendering yeah. to what the scripture says. There was a battle between my desires and the spirit of God. So when you, the two of you, were correcting me in areas that I needed, I could have easily gone the other way. But I took time to develop and understand, okay, what does this mean? And as a Christian, you have to understand if God himself is patient with you, then you have to learn how to be patient with yourself because most people fold in the development stages of life. I don't know if you ever played poker, but the key to winning a poker <laughs> game is don't fold on the first hand. Come on. Hold it. Hold it because the game is still developing, and, and you don't know what the other opponents have, but you hold your hand. And as the game develops, you're able to understand how to discipline yourself before you can call the game or before you can exit the game. You learn how to be patient as you develop, and that's the enduring part that my sister talks about often is that if you can endure through the development stage of the process of how God is challenging your desires with his spirit, you begin to understand how you can come out from among your own desires, how you can come out, out of, among your own understanding of what your definition of love is. And that's the process that I understood throughout the years is why do you love me enough to stay with me? And the two of you had the ability to say, you know what, we're done. We can't, we don't have time for this. This is too much. We're trying to focus on the ministry. Here, you're a distraction over here. You're causing all this. Yet, you got to find people that are willing. Listen to this. Grace is a gift. Mm. But I also happen to believe, I may be wrong. You, the two, the three ministers can correct me. But I do happen to believe that there's a price to pay for the anointing. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Right. And that is that understanding of developing that when God wants you to walk in his spirit in that development stage there's a price to gain or a price to pay for the anointing that God will set you at the right time in the right place but I can tell you without the discipline I don't think I will be here I honestly no. would not be here I wouldn't be able to but be a you, father you were making decisions all along the way and the time you would kind of move off a little bit but you always move back into the, the, the right path. And today, you're invited to preach all over the world. You, and you, you are totally anointed. Amen. And I could t tell any young person today, I see young people, what we've had a school, we want to start it again. COVID canceled our school because they, we, right. we couldn't have it anymore because the government said we couldn't. But we... I, I really believe we ought to have the school again because those who stay and discipline become something. Yes. Every one of them. I, I, I watched it my whole life. I've had schools my whole life. One of, the, one of my first students is hosting Flashpoint. Flashpoint. A major, major television yeah. show called Flashpoint. And he was a kid, but he worked hard. He learned everything. He learned how to run cameras. He learned how to do all the parts. And today, he's hosting the, one of the number one, I don't know, maybe right now, the number one Christian show in America on television. 
because he, he was faithful. And that's what you did, Mondo. And, yeah. and, and, you know, I don't want to embarrass you by saying this stuff, but, I've, you know, I've watched you for 25 years. Yeah. And it was amazing that you always came back in line, mm -hmm. you know. You know I, and I Ricky is the it, same yeah. way. I mean, Ricky has is, <laughs> is, uh, been with me for a long, long time. That's right. And Ricky is a great preacher today and you decided to follow Jesus. That's right. I want to ask you publicly and this and I've never asked you this but you know why have you followed Jesus? Why do you, why do you want to be a Christian? Absolutely. I, I realized at an early age that there is no other way. There is no other way to heaven. There is no other way to figuring out what true love is what true anointing is, what actually helping people means. Because sure, you can be a good person and do good mm -hmm. deeds and help people all day long, but you have to have the love of Christ in your heart. You have to actually know him. Just like when I was adopted into your family, I took on your values. I took on your lifestyle. I no longer live the lifestyle that I, I would have lived before. Just as the same way when the Lord has brought us in, grafted us in, we are adopted into his family, we live his values, his lifestyle. We live according to his rule set. The reason I chose to love the Lord is because there is no other way. He showed that to me at a young age. And I believe there is one reason that it just dawns on me every single day. And is that I want to win the reward for the price of his suffering. Amen. I want Amen. to win the reward every day, which is the souls of others, which is telling yeah. people about Jesus. I yeah. want to win the reward of his, his suffering. What he is worthy of on that cross because I love that you talked about the blood. Yes. It, it was about four years ago that I started praying this prayer. And you've probably heard me say it on the show many times. But the blood is still red and it is still hot, and it is still running off that cross today yes. to save you yeah. from eternal destruction. Amen. Why? Because he loves you. And I believe every single time he'd hang on that cross again if it was just for you. But he did it one time that solidified for eternity, Amen. and he wants you and his kingdom with him today. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Todd, will you explain the five aspects of why we should disciple others? Yeah. Uh, you have it in your book. Discipleship is so... I ask you I questions. So I hope you know answers. This yeah, is so yeah. good. This he is, knows his book. He actually knows his stuff. Thank you, Rudy. It's good. Well, <laughs> well, why sh what, what? You're, you're, There's five of them. <laughs> why, yes, well, why you should disciple others? Because I'll tell you what. These two boys right there, those are my disciples. Amen. This girl down here in the end. And, and she was almost perfect. But <laughs> she, she has her own spirit. But I'll tell you what. She now uses that spirit to make things happen. Amen. And uh, I, don't, I, I couldn't be without the children. I'm, right now, the children are helping me right. and helping run things. And at times, they weren't disciplined. Mm. You know, they were kids. Mm -hmm. And so give us, give us these five aspects. Yeah, well, okay. You're, 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 first of all, you're doing what Christ said to do. You're, 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 this is the Great Commission. Go and make disciples. Yeah. That's what he did. So Amen. you're being Christ-like. You're showing the love of Christ. You're setting them up for success in life, not only in this world, but for all eternity. Yeah. And then guess what? They're going to turn around and do the same thing. Yeah. They're going to make disciples. Which, so that's what the whole, the whole process is for in the, in the Bible. That's why it says this is the Great Commission. commission. And Amen. when we do that, we duplicate as the body of Christ. And so this is what we need to do, to know yeah. him and to make him, him known, known. Yes. to go out oh. there and to make disciples. It's the main thing. 
And, mm-hmm. and that's why that's so important. And then they're going to be able to stand when the things uh, come against them and yes. the attack yes. and the tests and the trials and yes. the warfare because you poured into them and, and they were able to learn from you. Mm. And so that's what's so important. And so you're duplicating, you're, 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 you're processing uh, the next generation so yeah. that they're going to be able to do what you did. And that's what I love about fathers in the faith like yourself. You just mentioned Gene Bailey. And, you know, I have people in my life that have mentored me. And, you know, Mario Merlo, uh, yeah. you know, is a, is a dear friend of mine. And we're friends, but he also has helped mentor me. And, and, and so, you know, I look, we're, we're going and doing crusades around the country in tents. And we have a show together. And so, you know, I, I am so thankful to elders. Does iron sharpen iron like they say? Yes, it <laughs> yes, does. Yes. And, and you know, I just want to say another thing, That's too. That's why people are going to hang out with the church. They have to hang out with true Christians. Thank you. And here's another aspect, okay? Don't kick a Christian when they're down. Right. Mm. It, we, oh. we have been horrible at this, okay? It, 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 I know this because when I was so in my true. low seasons and in a walk with Jesus Christ, you're going to have mountaintops and you're going to have valley experiences. Yeah. We all know it too well, right? Yeah. But the thing is, is that I witnessed this and experienced this is in my uh, valley experiences, everyone kind of backed off. Yeah. And, yeah. and it was like for a season, I didn't hear from these people. And then all of a sudden, when everything kind of got normal again, hey, what's up, Todd? How are you doing? Where were you when I needed you? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm so thankful to those that were the true disciple makers in my life that kept on me and didn't give up on me. Yeah. Because you know what? We're not always going to get it right the first time. Right. And let's just be honest about this. And so Uh we don't want to kick the wounded saints. No. We want to lift them up. We want to encourage them. And that's a big aspect of discipleship. It really is. Oh, our time's almost gone. Uh, There's an, in your book, what? about red meat Mm. Christianity. Here's the thing. There's uh, people that are tickling ears and Mm -hmm. they're saying things. There's algorithms. There's marketing strategies that have creeped their way in the church. And so people know if I say this, I'll get a lot of followers. In fact, I went to a radio station and the, the guy that was at the station that was interviewing me, he said, you know, Pastor Todd, he said, if you just prophesy a little bit more, and he said, if you're just a little bit more positive, he said, you'll get a much bigger following. And I looked at him and I said, but then I'd be a fraud. And he said, okay, good point. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. Okay, there, there is actually people that, that have embraced the, the tactics of the world. And see, we have, to, we have to differentiate through discernment from talent versus anointing. Come on. Because there's a difference. Totally. Okay, now somebody can be talented and anointed, and that's a blessing. But there's, there's some people that are just talented that are, that are honestly operating like a worldly, secular person. But people in the Christian community have been drawn to them because it's almost like a demonic anointing. I hate to say it. It really is. I mean, is. look at Barack Obama. He was el- eloquent, well-spoken. I believe the man had a demonic anointing, and he still operates in it. I'm sorry, I, I might get myself in trouble here, but here's the thing. There are people that are operating in demonic anointings, and we have to be able to have discernment as Christians. What was the campaign that he had? Hope and change. Those are Christian... Uh, principles, right? Yeah. The, the real hope is Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's right. The real change is when you turn your life over Amen. to Jesus. It's not following some person that's going to tell you some off thing. But that's the whole thing is, is that, you know, we've got to be able to understand the difference. And red meat Christianity is these people that have literally sold their soul and are lying mm. in the name of Christ. And the mm. Bible warned us in the last days there's going to be these people and they've come on the scene. And we have to have discernment. Yes, wow. we do. Wow. You have to, because some of the most successful people, they're the richest people in America. Some of the richest people in America, I mean, the billionaires, are selling America out. Yes. Are betraying America. Isn't that right? Yes. 
And some people who have given themselves, uh, you know, into sin are the same ones. So why do you believe the same people who have given themselves unto sin and wickedness are those that have sold out our country? And they're people who are successful in their way, leading the country, but yet they're betraying us. Yes. This is pervasive. The betrayal is horrible. It's it pervasive. Is. It's happening right now. We're witnessing it happen right now. Even in the, the Republican Congress is, is bringing forth some things about the president's son. That's There's right. a two-tier justice system, Absolutely. and we're seeing it. You know, uh, they'll come after a preacher if you're over the target, but if somebody's in part of this protected class of people, they won't do anything. And so, unfortunately, people have sold out our nation. They've sold out our country because they want to get a momentary thing. They think that, you know, uh, they're going to be okay. They're going to be safe. They're not. Guess what? As soon as all this stuff happens, they'll be the first to go. But they bought a lie, and they're in deception. And so they're willing to sell out the greatest country that literally, I mean, Israel was chosen by God. America chose God. Right. You know, we need to return back to the yes. foundations yes. that which this country was founded on. Yeah. But unfortunately, people have worked their way into power that are absolutely, they hate our country. They hate our values. They, they hate our Constitution. Totally. They hate our freedoms. Yes. And so this is, this is why there has to be in the body an urgency. We've yes. got to have an yes. urgency. Yes. And we've got to yes. be empowered by the Spirit of God to say, you know what? Not on my watch. Right. Not on yeah. Don't right. touch the church. Right. Don't touch the people of God. Amen. You've got to have the anointing. Mm. And that's and the only way to get the anointing is if we follow the word of God, yeah. we do what the scripture says. And those people don't fear God. No. They don't fear hell. They don't fear heaven. Mm. You know, I have people I love told me that there is no hell. Yes. Mm. And they say, a God who's supposed to be good wouldn't possibly have a hell. So they don't believe they're going to hell. That's so. Right. It is important that we believe the word. That's right. And you got to come out from among the world. Yes. And I want you to read the book. I want you to get this book. Mm -hmm. It's going to change your life. You're going to love it. You're going to love reading it. And it's $25 gift to our ministry, which is part of keeping us on the air. And uh, it will come to you. And we, we've had to overcome. The enemy came for us, but we have Jesus. So we're going to go on. And I need your help today. I need you to order the book. I need you to give if, if you've not given. If I can get everybody who watched the program who said, Jim, we want to keep you on the air. And if you can give a dollar a day, that's $30 a month. Or you can give $10 a month. You could give a hundred out of any amount that'll keep us on the air yeah. together. Mm. And that's going to give you reward in heaven because the Bible says when you give, it shall be given yes. unto you. That is God's promise. Shaking together, running over. Amen. He said, I'm going to give unto you. Amen. So you can call me right now and just tell the operator, I want to give a monthly gift or I want to give to help keep you on the air. And I, I hope that you will come Morningside and visit us. And and some of you will consider moving here. And be a part. We need retired pastors that want to come and retire here. Be a Amen. part. One of our dear pastors had to go into more retirement. 
who was in charge of our upper room, our, I called that room the, the prayer chapel. We need people to make it in the last days. It's going to be God's people coming together. Yes. And I want to be in that number. Yes. Because those are the ones who are going to make it through life and they're going to make it to heaven one day. Call me right now and say, Jim, I want to be a part. 1-888-988-1588. That's a toll-free number. And go to our website and the, our survival food, our, all of the wonderful survival yes. things are there. Right? Yes, Marcella. that's right. I do want to say before we have to leave, if you haven't had a chance to go to our website, jimbakershow.com, we are continuously adding new affiliate programs. So the generators are there. The emergency food supplies are there. The Seychelles water filtration system. Many of our suppliers and the publishers, we're adding new affiliates every single week who believe in this ministry, who are partnering with us to help prepare you, but then to also stand with us here at the PTL Voice of the Prophets. Anytime you go on our website and you click on one of the affiliate programs, they are helping to keep this ministry broadcasting all around the world, coming into your home, preaching, creating a place where we can preach the gospel, where we can stand for the Lord. It is the body of Christ who must be bold and courageous yes. during this time. And so we want to thank you for standing with us, partnering with us. Go to the website, jimbakershow.com. Check out all the amazing products that we are working diligently to bring yes. to you. And we guarantee that they're they're going to deliver your Absolutely. gifts, your items, whatever you order, immediately yes. to your house as fast as they can Every get you. Every time you go to our website and you click on that affiliate link, you are ordering directly from the manufacturers. They are then taking that order and they are shipping it out directly. So it's easy. It is an easy system. It's a quick system to help you get your products. I want to thank you for watching. I want to thank you for being with us. Thank you for standing with us. And if you don't know Jesus, be sure yes. to ask him into your heart. He'll come in. He'll forgive you of all, all your sins. And he says, you know what? I'll never remember them against you. He says, I'll bury them in my sea of forgetfulness. He said, I, I can't remember. They're, they're buried. So remember, God loves you. He really does. Bye-bye for today. Bye-bye. <laughs> we love you. Thank you for watching today's program. Will you pray about standing with us by calling 1-888-988-1588? That number again is 1-888-988-1588. Or you can connect with us on our website at www.jimbakershow.com. Thank you for your prayers and financial support. Stand with us as we continue to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ around the world.